Okay, we started. Greetings, podcasters. Podcast listeners, this is a cup of joe as always. Thank you for listening to the last couple episodes and in the archives. It's a family affair today, guys. I have Monroe here with me. Sure you can hear her. Got the media team taking pictures. So get your Red Bull. Not too many, though. I heard they make your heart explode if you drink like six of them in a day. So don't do that. Energy drinks. Um, the healthy ones like the Bangs. Get those. Coffee. Lattes. Water. What else can we drink? Cisco. Quito. In the morning. It's Friday Eve. Hope your week has been going good and your week is going to get better. And if you don't like that, I don't have intro music, sue your mother. Speaking of mothers, the guest on this show is none other than Sandra D. Cruz. My mother, she is uh, one character and you're about to find out who she is. Welcome to the show, Mommy. Well, thank you, sir. So, um, explain a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where you're from? Why is your middle name D? Is that even your real middle name? So many things to talk about. Go ahead. Floor is yours. Who am I? I am your mother, Sandra D. Um, my mother enjoyed uh, watching the movie star Sandra D. So when she got pregnant to me, that's what she named me, Sandra D. Wait, there's an actor? Is an yeah, actress? Yeah, an actor. She's an actress. Her real name is Sandra D? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I was born in East Chicago, Indiana, and raised in Gary. What part? I don't know what part. You don't know what part you live in? Like down uh, Buchanan Street, close to downtown. My other guest lives on Fillmore Street. Yeah, he was only like three blocks away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys go to the same elementary school? Mm, maybe. Or any school? No. Huh. A little bit of one. Uh, elementary. So you went. You were born in East Chicago, raised in Gary. And what high school did you go to? I went to Bishop No. None of those is in Gary. That's in not, Hammond, that's Indiana. Gary. Yeah, that's yeah. in Hammond. By the time it came for me to go to high school, junior high, schools were not that great. So my parents decided to put um, me and your Aunt Brenda in private school. You guys got good money. Must be the steel mill. Mm, must be. So, did you, so you lived in Gary, but you went to school in Hammond. Mm -hmm. So did you walk there, take the bus, did Alalita drive you? I was bused there uh, every morning and bus back. So... So yeah. you had to pay like extra tuition? I had to, yeah. They had to pay bus fare. Why well, you just didn't go to a local high school? Because they weren't all that great. So by then there was a lot of violence and stuff. And so my mother and father decided not to send us there. Well, it's not any better in visual, no. It just sounds better. How do you know? Well, am I incorrect or am I correct? You're incorrect. Bishop no was. That's not fake news. Just kidding. Okay. So we went to a public private school, I mean, paid extra money to go there. Then what happened? Um, I graduated, went on to college and got a degree. 
partial degree in business and started managing um, business in, sh in Chicago, Illinois. How do you get a partial degree? Because I didn't um, go for longer than two years, so I got like an associate's degree. So you got an associate's degree. In business. In business. Business what? Just business in general. How to manage um, a store, how to manage people. So just in general. It wasn't a, it wasn't a finance business or anything like that. So what do you say is business management? Business management. Oh, ironic. That's what I got my major in. Hmm. Hmm. So I didn't manage no stores. Anyways, so it's a pointless degree. Wasn't which, pointless. We just went back. the wrong way. You guys should listen to the College vs. Trade podcast episode no. and do the trade route. Which I strongly disagree in. Explain yourself. Well, I, I believe that if you go to college and you get a degree in a particular subject that you should pursue that but you pursued business sales business and not other okay well it's not about me it's about you right so anyways um so you did that right so are you the only child oh no oh no there's four others i'm fourth of four or five Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. So four or five, right? And was it like, like, how? What's the age gap? What are we looking like? Um, between my brother and I, it's about three and some years of um, age group, age gap, and then my sister and I, Brenda, your aunt, is seven years difference. What about the demarriage? They're all two years apart. Oh. Roland, Mary, and Noel, two years apart. Then came me, three, and then came Brenda, seven. It's a big gap. Yeah. It's a big gap. Yeah. So did you like do any exploring when you were growing up, or did you just went like uh, from college to work and that's it? Went to college to work, and then I decided to move to California for a little bit. And so I went to California for a year and some, stayed with your Aunt Mary, and was about to start a career out there. Out there, I was in business as well, so. Um, and I decided to come back to Indiana. So you went from Chicago to California, back to good old Indiana, Indiana where it snows nine months out of the year and it's cold 11 months out of the year why would you ever come back to indiana wow from california what part of california were you in? i was in um barstow it was a very Never small heard. town desert town um well i got offered a job out here in chicago um which paid better and so um i decided to come back and in coming back, um, I met up with your dad, and then I stayed. That's very honorable of you. I would have never came back. I can't say that because I did come back. Speaking of, you should listen to the other episode of the podcast. It's called Three and Out. 
when I spent three years in Florida and came back to Indiana. So, mm-hmm. anyways, the so Barstow, California, middle of nowhere, sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, you pass it up though when you go to Vegas if right. you travel from LA to Vegas. Right. Um, did you ever go to Vegas while you were out? There? No, I never did. Why? It's like a two-hour drive. I don't know. Wasn't interested. Good grief. What did you do in California? <laughs> I worked and I had friends and we went to. I had a. I had a girlfriend who her son worked for was aver in advertisement for Sony, and so we would go to Santa Ana and we would go to L.A. to see him with doing his commercials for um, Sony. What years was this? Eighty six. Eighty six. And the music 85, scene, 86. the music scene is about is is heavy in the eighties, especially in California. Did you go to like any cool concerts when you were out there? And did you like go to LA to see I don't know, whoever was popular in nineteen eighty five, eighty six? No, that was a far drive, LA, from Barstow. So no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do any of that. Did you learn how to surf or anything or? What what's the point of going to California if you don't surf and you don't go to concerts and you don't go to Vegas? Because I always wanted to live in California and it was a nice place to go and I enjoyed it. That's fair. So do you have any regrets of moving back from the sunny, dry, desert heat where you did not do anything cool in California <laughs> and coming back to the good old Midwest where it uh, smells like Smoke, steel, nasally voices, corn, oil, <laughs> and popcorn. popcorn. Um, no, I, I, I think that uh, me making the move back over here, it was something that God put me on the path. You didn't know that then, though. I didn't know that then. You didn't know who God was. I did know who God was. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you did. I don't know. Anyway. That's true. So, I, 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 in, I think I did well in coming back. Clearly you did well because you had me after a while. And you came back and you married my father. Yes. In 1988. Eight. Two years after you moved back from California, mm-hmm. or a year and a half, I don't know. Is that why you you moved back? Because he was over here, freshly out the Marines and into the trucking industry. Speaking of, go listen to the last episode oh my gosh. of when I speak with my father about being in the trucking industry. Go ahead, Mom. What was the question? The question was, <laughs> did you come back for my father? I came back um, for a job, and... So happened to go back with your dad. Mm-hmm. So you guys have been married 30 years 30. or so, mm-hmm. plus or minus. Right. How has it been being married to a guy who's been in the trucking industry for 30 years? I know well, it's a lot of lonely nights. It's, it was difficult, especially when I had the kids, all of you kids. How many kids? Well, I had uh, three with uh, your dad, you, Lisa, Nati, mm-hmm. and then I would also have um, the, his first two, Junior Milagro. Mm-hmm. So, so five total on a given day, 
and he's gone on the road for weeks at a time, maybe months. No, just, no months. Just a week. Just a week at a time. At by a time. yourself. By myself. Five kids. Sometimes single five. mother. Single mom. How did you manage that? You just went through the motions at the time and had real good communications with thank God for the phone. So we had strong communications and um, there was no cell phones in 1989. Not 1989. Whatever. There was land phones, so we did talk. Huh? What do you mean, huh? How are you talking <laughs> on pay phones? Are you talking on pay phones or what? Well, he was, if he, yeah, it's a pay phone and I had a landline. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So did you have any help? Um, did anybody help you here in Indiana? Well, when you were born, I had um, Titi Brenda helped a lot um, because you were born very early and you stayed in the NICU for about six months. So having to go back and forth and, and that I only had you at the time. And then uh, when daddy would come home, we would get Junior Milagro. And so um, he would be with the kids while I went to the hospital or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So you were a, career, a business woman before you got married and you put all that to the side to raise a family of three to five mm -hmm. on any given day. Then you went back to school some years later, was it like 20 years later or so? Um, I was 42 when I went back to college. Mm -hmm. So why did you go? Why did you choose forties to go back to school and not like thirties or like fifties, or why did you even go back to school in the first place? Well, I became interested in child development because um, the doctors had told me that you were going to be needing developmental um, encouragement, so I, I knew you were going to be developmentally delayed. So I wanted to know what that was about. So I started studying and um, started working on that um, when you were born. And then after Nathi was born and went to, I raised her, we raised her and I went, she went back to school. Oh, well, she didn't go back to school, but she started school. So then that's when I decided to go to college and get a degree in child development. So Nathi was like in preschool? Nathi was in first grade. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like, okay. And you just graduated like three years ago. I graduated. <laughs> Like I graduated with my master's. Yeah. Um, about four years ago. Oh, so I'm not wrong. You made it sound like I went to school after Nati got into first grade and didn't graduate till now. Well, you literally no. just did that. No, I went for my associates in uh -huh. child development, okay. and then I decided to get my bachelor's okay. in child development and adolescence, and then I went for my master's in in um, Early child development and leadership. And why did you, oh sorry America I've been working midnights I don't know what day it is these five p.m. to five a.m.s woo good thing I have my energy drinks <laughs> anyways Muñeca has different <laughs> something different to say anyways guys so um my mom went back to school when Nati was six or so 
Um, and then, so what school did you go to? I went to Ivy Tech, which was uh, where I got my associates. And then mm -hmm. I went to Walden University, which is a college in California, in uh, Minnesota. But I was online. So I got my bachelor's and my master's online. Uh-huh. And why did you choose online versus going to like an IUA? Because going to school and uh, having kids was very difficult. Um, if you went to a traditional school, you had to show up in class. Mm -hmm. And um, if you guys were in any activities or anything else or sick, I had to, I couldn't go to school. So um, being in Ivy Tech showed me that. And so when I went back to school, for my bachelor's, it had to be online. So that's why I chose online. I was able to plan my day and go to activities. And if you guys were sick, I was here. So I didn't have to worry about uh, going into class and being in class for hours. Okay, so why'd you choose, um, why, uh, why Walden? Um, they were the ones that took all my uh, Ivy Tech credits. And so I didn't have to take prerequisites in that. So I got my um, degree a little faster than a normal four-year four, four year program. Okay. And then so you went to school, you got your associates. Then what made you want to get a bachelor's degree? Why didn't you just stop there? Um, because I was more marketable with a bachelor's. And at the time, um, my plans were to... Um, go further as far as like being director of a daycare and so I um, decided to go further and so that's why the masters came into play as well. So are you a director of a daycare? No, um, I got a position where being in a daycare showed me that a lot of children were not prepared for um, preschool. Um, I taught pre-kindergarten and I had to get the children ready for kindergarten. So um, some of them weren't even ready for preschool because of their delays and different things. So I wanted to do something else um, in helping those kids get ready for preschool so that they're able to succeed a little better in school. Okay. So you wanted to help somebody before they got to school, before it was too late. Before it was too late. Or they had to be held back in preschool or kindergarten or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So I that's where I started working um, as a developmental therapist. And what for, kind of developments? Um, it varies. Some are speech delay. Um, some are have different um, uh, disabilities like uh, Down syndrome, autism, uh, things like that. Just you know things that will delay a child in learning so some children aren't um, they don't they do not know how to play um, with purpose so by me sitting in their home for about 45 minutes to an hour um, i work with each child on an individual basis and i teach them um, the basics i teach them how to problem solve how to uh, use their words to communicate. If they're not using their words, um, I do know some sign language. 
So I teach them that. Um, teach them how to turn on and off toys using their fine motor skills, reading to them. Hmm. So. And how often do you meet with these kids? Do you have like one kid for a month? And if they're not improving, do you just let them go? Or do you, what, what's that look like? Well, um, it depends on the child. Uh, some children I have for six months and they improve or they age out. By the age of three, they age out. So um, some children I've taught and have been in the family's home for a year, maybe two, depending on when I started. Uh, the youngest child that I have uh, worked with was um, an 11, uh, 10 to 11 month old. And she had other issues that needed um, my um, therapy. So with that one, I stayed with her till she turned three. So it depends. It depends on how fast they progress. If they're not progressing and I see that they need other therapies, such as maybe speech, physical, or occupational therapy, then I talk to the families and we um, put those uh, disciplines on that child's uh, case. So that has to be tough on a, on a parent to hear that your child needs extra help or that your child needs help at all in general. Do you, do you get any, um, uh, not feedback, but like any, um, what's the word where people are like in denial? Denial. Okay. Do you ever get that like from a parent? Like, oh, wait, if you suggest that they need something, they're like, oh, no, she doesn't. Or I'm going to get a second opinion or any um, backlash, I guess. Um, by the time I'm in the home, and, um, and it's not just me, it's we have a, a group. But by the time we're in the home and um, I develop a relationship with the parents and I tell them, you know, they may benefit from having this uh, other therapy, you know, they... Um, they're more, more than likely willing to accept that extra help. Um, I've had come across parents that didn't want the extra help, and so they chose not to. And that's fine. That's their, that was their decision. So, because it is a, uh, First Steps is a volunteer program. Okay. So, yeah. Now, I, is this so, I guess therapy isn't free, but how would these, how do they pay for this? Um, some parents pay through their insurance, um, so then they, uh, First Steps takes the insurance with the doctor's signature, and then some parents, um, have other means, and so they get the services free. Okay, so how do you get paid? So I get paid through, um, well, First Steps, and then through Jacob's Ladder. So First Steps gives us the clients. The clients um, then goes to the provider, which is Jacob's Ladder. And then Jacob's Ladder has their therapist. And so then from there is how I get my clients. Oh, okay. So I know some people get paid through their insurance. So I guess that's, that's kind of how you get paid, but not really. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so you've been, how long have you been, uh, I guess, being a physical therapist or developmental, developmental, developmental therapist. I have been a developmental therapist. It will be going on five years. Okay. Yeah. So you've been around the block a couple of times. What is your most, I guess, gratifying experience? 
Oh, let's see. The one and the one that really stands out, and I always tell the story is. What's their name? I can't give you their name, okay. and you know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a set of twins, and they um, had both had autism, and so um, they were a challenge. But um, we had them for a year, and by the time when they first came to us, it was very um, challenging. Um, at the time, I was working at uh, the academy at uh, Jacob Flatter. And those twins um, went from not uh, wanting to do anything and running away from you to uh, being able to transition from one activity to a next, being able to go from one room to another room, uh, washing their hands, uh, accepting um, different changes because children that have autism uh, tend not to like changes. Um, so they get set in a certain way and that's the way they want it. But um, working with them really, it, that was very gratifying to see that this these two children were gonna be able to go into an autistic school and still function, you know, and I didn't succeed. I know there was autistic school. Yeah, there, well here in Indiana, there's a few um, in our area. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the, this particular uh, family moved to Florida, and there there was an autistic school. Oh, yeah, cool. So, um, so that that gained a lot of trust with the parent. Yeah. Um, you were able to help their. How old were they? Were they like? Um. Because you say you were with them a year, right? Right. So by the time they uh, left our center, they were, I want to say, three to four years old. Okay, so you had them when they were like two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it definitely gains a lot of trust with the parents, and I'm sure those parents led you on to other, like spread the word for, for you to deal with other kids, or you probably don't know that. Um, part. That part, I, I, well, you know what, when um, parents here, they get to choose, um, sometimes they get to choose their, their developmental therapist. So if they have a good word from another parent, then they'll choose you. Mm -hmm. um, so... You know, that's how sometimes that works. Okay. Yeah. So you went from single, not a single parent, but uh, a stay-at-home mom raising three to five kids to getting a associate's degree and something that you enjoyed to getting that, turning that to a bachelor's into a master's to having a job that you actually wanted. Um, it sounds like a dream job. And to be able to help little kids from ages of newborns, I guess, like 10, 11 months to what's three. It? three, that's it? Mm -hmm. Early uh, child intervention. Okay, to mm -hmm. three before, right before kindergarten. Right, or preschool. Pre okay, preschool. What would you say, and, and to be able to motivate some other people who are who are in your shoes or have a dream to go to school but think they're, they're you know, up there in the age where they don't know if it'll make a difference or not, to you know the single mom or the mom who's a stay-at-home mom who wants to do something you know school-wise but are afraid to take that step what's my advice for them yep well if it's their dream uh, to do something it's not impossible um, schools are now online and so they can stay at home with their children while they um, do get, get into their studies, whatever it is that they want to do. Um, even nursing, some nursing programs are online, 
And so, um, you know, they, there's ways to do it. And then, you know, just pursue your dream. Even if you are of age, um, I was 42 when I went back to school. So, um, and at the time I thought, well, this is crazy, but you know, it's something that I wanted, I wanted to do. Um, and I wanted to learn, I wanted more of the information that I knew. So by having you and showing you and helping you with your development. And then when Lisa and Nati came on, I just continued that, um, you know, so I just wanted to learn more about how a child's brain uh, works and how it's connected and how I can get into that um, brain of theirs and help them just succeed, you know, and pass their developmental delays. So, you know, I just say go for it. You know, don't be afraid um, and don't think you're too old because you're never too old to go back to school. Mm -hmm. There it is. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. If you're, uh, if you have a goal to go to school, to, you know, uh, major in your passion, no matter what age, don't be afraid to go ahead and go get it. Um, but mommy, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for being on. I know you had a long day today, but for you to take time out of your day to talk to me is uh, greatly appreciated. Do you have, where can the people find you? You mean? <laughs> like, where can people find you? Like, if you want to say your Facebook stuff, your social media stuff, if you want to oh. promote Jacob's Ladder or something. They can find me if they want to talk to me on a personal basis. They can find me on Facebook. Um, if they want to know more about where I'm at, about Jacob's Ladder, um, there is um, Jacob's Ladder. It does have a link that they can go on. It's a, a Jacob's Ladder Pediatric Rehab. Um, and so on there, there's a lot of programs that can help children and they can go and even talk to someone about uh, joining and being a therapist if they have the degree. And what's your Facebook name? Sandra Cruz. There it is. There it is, guys. If you want to learn more about what my mom does, go to Sandra. Follow her on Facebook, Messenger. Message her if you want to, you know, uh, become a therapist or a developmental therapist or you know want to know more about her um, career or her um, place of business follow her Sandra Cruz or what's this place called Jacob's Ladder Jacob's Ladder.com Jacob's Ladder Rehabilitation Pediatric Rehabilitation boom there it is and as always you can find me on Facebook Joseph Cruz Instagram King Pablo 89 face uh, what's the other one Twitter, uh, I bees that dude, and always follow a cup of Joe podcast. We are on Facebook and Instagram under a cup of Joe podcast. Go follow it, subscribe into and uh, Apple Podcast. It's a big uh, purple button that says subscribe, so click that. In other words, in other news, I have nothing else to say other than stay tuned for the next episode coming up in a couple weeks. It's been a Cup of Joe podcast. Peace.